Welcome to Leading from Alignment, a weekly podcast from Converge Coaching, where our passion is to help you lead better, lead longer, and enjoy it more. Well, hello again, and welcome to another, I'll say not just another, but a special episode, our 200th episode. We've been counting down the top, um, you know, most listened to, most watched, maybe most needed, most relevant, most passed on to a colleague or a friend or a staff member episode. And today is the day. John, I feel like we need a drum roll of some sort, but would you announce the number one most listened to, most watched podcast of Converge Coaching? What is it? Yeah, it's it's entitled Shaping the Culture You Need. And and Jim, you expressed some surprise over this. And so, yes, so, so did I. I, I thought, yeah. wow, that's the most listened to and watched yeah. episode in it in it it wasn't what i expected yeah um, and uh and so you know but as i thought about it i think that culture is something we don't learn about in bible school we experience it but i don't yeah. think yeah. we understand what it is um i think as we get into our ministry into our leadership roles we're so busy uh just yeah. not going to work out that the idea yeah. of sitting back and thinking uh, philosophically about how we want to behave as a team, yeah. how we want to behave as a church, how we want to how we want to behave as a company, yeah. um, we think, yeah, you know, that's for that's for hippies, you know, that's for <laughs> that's for dreamers. That's not for us. And yet, mm -hmm. we know this: that culture is fuel. Yeah, and yeah. if you have a healthy vibrant values driven organization where those values are identified, defined, lived out, celebrated, and yeah. become points of accountability creates this amazing organizational energy that helps yeah. you move the ball down the field toward the end zone, toward your yeah. God-sized vision. I know yeah. leaders that have amazing visions and i believe they're god-given visions but their culture yeah. is toxic yeah and they'll never get there with a toxic culture yeah uh, you know a toxic culture is fuel as well but it's the of the yeah. explosive variety the destructive yeah. variety yes. and, and so as you really kind of think about it jim and drill down it does kind of make sense to me that this is the one that really grabbed most of our audience um, yeah, because it's something that is highly, I'm going to use a, a weird uh, combination of words here. It's highly undervalued. You know, it, yeah. it's, yeah. And, and I think that, um, you know, depending on which tribe you're in, um, you'd say, we don't need any of that stuff. We just need more theology. You know, we don't need any more of that stuff. We just need more expository preaching. We don't yeah. need any of that stuff. We need yeah. more of the spirit. Uh, yeah. And and the truth, and you know what, I'm I am not anti any of that stuff. By the way, no, um, no. <laughs> but but you can have all of that, and if your culture is unhealthy, you won't get to yes. where God intends you to go. And so I think maybe yes. that's got something to do with it being as popular as it yeah. was. Well, and it's not just popular; it's biblical, it's spirit led, it's spirit empowered culture. Culture is those those things. So you look at. 
the Acts 2 church, there's a lot of culture. There's a, they're not being asked for offerings. They're bringing them. Why? That was the culture of generosity and widows and orphans and, and trust. And if there was an issue, they worked it out. Why? Because that was their culture. They didn't split. Their culture was to stay unified in Christ. So even, even those who want more of this or more of that, if you get deeper into any of those issues, you realize that being one in the spirit, and being being unified in doctrine and practice, those are all very biblical. So we we are so glad. And John, I want to congratulate you on on your leadership, on being who you are, and being so faithful and so trustworthy for so many episodes. I know I speak for our listeners and our watchers when I say thank you for all the writing, all the reading, all the praying, all the listening, all the answering of questions. And I know that I know that I know that there are many many good podcast in front of us. But today we celebrate number 200 with our most watched, most listened to podcast. And we hope that you will enjoy this, pass it on because it it appears to be something that a lot of people want to listen to. So God bless you as you watch and as you listen now. Same here. Same here. Well, this is this is pod number 91. And why don't you just kind of give us a rundown. What are we talking about in 91 and 92 as well? Yeah, in 91, we're going to introduce this concept of shaping the culture you need. Uh, I, I think every church, every business already has a culture, yeah. um, whether you, you, you acknowledge that or not. But uh, let's, be, let's be honest, some, some businesses, some churches have wonderfully healthy cultures and uh, yeah. others not so much. Um, you know, we spend a lot of time on this podcast talking about things we never learned in Bible school. No, <laughs> no, we really do. We spent a lot of time talking about that stuff. Today's one of those. Today's subject is one of those things that I was never taught in Bible school. It's funny. It, it is theological. There, there is. I mean, you could use the the Greek or Latin, the ethos, you know, that that sort of thing. But it, but it certainly is. I, it has always been there. Jesus created the culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, apostles brought culture from one kingdom to another. That sort of thing. That's so yep. culture is not a non-biblical thing, but I, but again, I, th- I think we think, well, is it theological? Well, it's too practical to be theological, <laughs> but it, this is it. A, a great culture, you know, when people know what to do and no one tells them what to do, because it's just the culture of this place, you feel yeah. it. Yeah, a friendly church, inviting place, a spiritual environment, the humility of the leaders or, or arrogance and judgmentalism. You can feel it walking in. It doesn't take long before you know whether you're in the right place or the wrong place. And it's not doctrine because no one said a word yet. It's culture. Yep. It's a, I'm welcome here or I'm not. In the first 90 seconds of arriving on the property, you know the culture of the church to some degree and yep. you're already responding to it. That's right. And that that's really true. That happens a lot. So when, when we talk to leaders about shaping culture, yep. uh, sometimes we get head nods and, and immediate buy-in. Um, okay. Other times we get blank stares and shoulder shrugs. But yeah. Here's the truth about culture. Culture is fuel. Yes. And, you, you know, Jim, we, we encourage churches to craft vision and develop a playbook. And you can craft an amazing vision, a compelling vision, a mouthwatering picture of this destination down the road. You can have a dynamic playbook, but only a healthy culture provides the fuel mm-hmm. for that vision and playbook to become reality. And so what we're going to talk about today matters so much because culture has the, has the capacity to fuel the vision that God has put in your heart or the organization. you. This works in churches, this works in businesses. Yes. Yeah. But, a, but a toxic culture will always win over a great vision and a great playbook. Yes. 
So that's why we're talking about it today because it matters so much. So um, in this first uh, pod 91, part one of this, I would like to talk about just simply identifying okay. core values. Um, <clears throat> you know, I worked in the, in the uh, business arena for 20 years and every company that I worked for had core values that were on the wall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but only one of those companies actually did those actually mean anything. <laughs> you think the same is true at churches? I don't know. I, I, I hope not, you know, but yeah. I would suspect that there might be a few, few churches where that is the case, maybe more than a few. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'd like to talk about how, what, let's do this. Let's talk about what core values aren't first. Mm-hmm. Why don't we get that out of the way, right? So Core values are not aspirational. Okay. By that, I mean, you know, an aspirational value is a value that an organization wants to have. You know, right. they, they wish it already had it, or they believe they have to develop this thing in order to maximize success or reach their, their goals. Right. Aspirational values are different than core values. Okay. Um, core values are already there. They're already functioning. You may not know, have put a name to them yet. You may not even understand that they're operating. Core values do not change over time. They don't come and go with the needs of the organization. Um, So when we identified the core values of Converge Coaching Gym, we were already operating that way. Mm-hmm. But I, it just required me to take a step back and think about what are the most important behaviors right. Right. here at our company. And it took me, once I took a step back and thought about it for a little bit, I thought, oh, that one's, that, that. We, I identified four within a few hours. Right. Now, we had to right. do some work after that, and we're going to talk about it. But their, their core values are identified Okay. They're already operating, and I'm getting into this, uh, into the second part of this. Okay. Um, aspirational values are things that you wish you had. So right. They're different. Does that make sense? I, I think it does. So an aspirational value would be we're going to be the nicest church. We're going to be the most spiritual church. We're going to be that we're not, but we're, but we're going to be. That's more of a, a dream, not a, not a core value. Correct. A value is the way we're going to get to there is by these things that we, that we are, that we firmly believe. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, so they're not aspirational core values are not permission to play values. Okay. Explain that one. So some, uh, some companies I work for had um, integrity as one of the core values and I, or honesty or respect for others. You know, to me, if you don't have those, you don't even, you shouldn't even be in the building, right? (laughs) Those are just permission to get on the field. Yeah. We expect that out of anybody who comes to work uh, with Converge Coaching. Yeah. Um, you should expect that from anybody who comes to work at the church you lead. Um, yeah. it, those are permission to play. Here's what core values are. Now, we, we already kind of talked about this first one. They are identified more than they are created. Right. They're, they're these behavioral traits that are inherent in an organization. And I think if I asked you, Jim, you could take a step back yeah. And look at the church that you lead, and you would be able to kind of rattle those off. Like, you know, here's yeah. here's the here's the heart of our organization's identity, and I I, I, I see it. Here here's what they are. Does that make sense? 
It does. It does. Now you, you said in a few hours, you identified four. Tell me, tell me a little bit about that process. How did you say like, you can't choose 40 because that doesn't make sense. It's hard to make an acronym out of 40, 40 qualities yeah. or even focus on them. But when you found your first one, you remember what the first one was and how you arrived, what questions did you ask yourself to get that yeah. one core value? I just took a step back and, and I asked myself, what's important to me? Yeah. You know, what's important to, to uh, the team? What, uh, what what is a what is a behavior that we'll go to the mat for right so that that if it gets transgressed we just say no that that's not acceptable here right so so the, uh, the first one i landed on was compassion and mm-hmm. that was just a word now it we we've taken it's on my whiteboard here in my office um yeah. it's compassion driven mm-hmm. and so I realized that God had given us this ability to step into the pain yeah. of our clients and that when we work with our clients, they, they know that we feel, right. and that sounds a little, a little like syrupy, but we actually feel their pain. We, right. because right. we've been in pain. Right. And so that, that, that behavior, Jim, matters so much. Right. So if I catch myself working with a client and I don't have that kind of compassion for them, I know that something's not right. It's, right. it's, like, it's almost like this rumble strip, right, on the freeway. Right. And I, if I veer off the freeway and I hit a rumble strip, my whole car shakes. It makes this obnoxiously not loud noise. Yeah. And I instinctively course correct. Right. That's exactly what a core value does. So gotcha. when I when I am working with a client and I'm not compassionate, I'm not stepping into that with them and feeling that with them, I know either I'm I'm suffering from compassion fatigue or mm-hmm. um, there's something that I'm missing I'm, that's broken that needs attention in my life. I'm, I'm, I'm bumping up against that. Look, we don't do this because... Um, we think we know better than you. We don't do this because, hey, we've got ABC. You just follow our little program here and, our, and your life will be beautiful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's not why we do it. We do it because we, we think that leaders need an ear, a listening ear, a competent ear, but a caring ear. Yes. And, yeah. and so uh, does that help kind of flesh that out a little it bit? It does because it says Converge cares about the person so that the person can care for the organization. So right. it isn't how to, how to 10x your organization. It's how to be sane as you, you know, as you, as you grow, uh, how to stay married, how to stay healthy, how to stay, you know, right. you through the process. Yeah. yeah. So let, let me ask you this. If I'm a client, I sit down with you and, and you know, there's that half hour, just, just call us and we'll, we'll talk you through some things type, mm-hmm. uh, you know, contact form. And, and we have a half hour and I said, John, I, I really don't know. I, I mean, it's nebulous to me. I, we're a yeah. church. So loving God should be on that list. You know, loving each other should be on that list. Mm-hmm. Um, potlucks, you know, every Thursday should be on that list. Like, where do, how do you, how do you know when to cut the list off? Like, I mean, how would you, how would you lead me through that process of, of defining so I can communicate these, these core values? Yeah, there would be some questions I'd want to ask you. Yeah. Um, and walk you through a series of questions and in, in, in no particular order here. Yeah. Um, so I think I have number four here, but I'm going to use that one first. Um, yeah. If I, I, I ask a pastor 
to, to ask himself this question. If you could clone anybody in the organization you lead, who would that be? Good one. And they, I mean, that doesn't take them very long, right? They, no, I, I instantly knew who, who you were talking about. Right. Yeah. And then I follow up with why. Yes. What stands out about them that would make you want 10 more of them? Right. And I want you to start to list those qualities that you right. see in them. That this is like putting a puzzle together. So they come up with a list, five, six, 10 things. And so that's part of our conversation. We put that off to the side for a minute. I asked, then I follow up by saying something like this. Is that trait inherent and natural for your organization? Mm -hmm. And has it been apparent for the organization in the organization for a while? And then we give them time to respond to that. And we kind of work through that together. Um, Here's a good question. We ask them, uh, are you more committed to that value than the majority of other organizations who do what you do. Right. So, right. I, you know, our fourth core value is healthy work rest rhythm. Yes. I, be, I believe this, that we are more <clears throat> committed to that than yeah. most organizations. Yes. For the right who reasons. Do, who do what we do. Yeah. And yeah. We, um, we value that. We hold that in high regard. I've had conversations with you about, about, about that. You've had yes. conversations with me about that. We yeah. hold each other accountable to that. And I hold the team accountable to it. Yeah, no, that, that's kind of the, at our church, sometimes we'll take temperatures at the door for our, those who are serving with children, you know, during the COVID thing, we were doing that in this last year. And I think that's, I think when you and I take each other's temperature, that's probably the question we're asking most often. You know, how are you? Doesn't mean what you have for dinner last night. It means right. how is your your work and rest and, and how are those things all coming together? That's right. If you're overwhelmed, how can I help you? If you're underwhelmed, you know, how can, how can we uh, get you re-engaged and, and to each other? Yeah. And so, you know, it probably is um, a couple of conversations with a lead pastor um, or a business owner around yeah. those questions. And they begin to formulate the pieces and parts of it. And I have them uh, uh, spit them back out to me. We toss them around. Uh, back and forth. And, uh, and we come up usually with a list of six or seven things. Now we have four core values. And the reason I did that is because I want to be able to remember them. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I want my team to remember them. Yeah. Um, and uh, so if you've got 14, it's going to be really hard for people to latch on to that. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of the beginning, Jim, of the conversation with a leader. Um, Now we're kind of buttoned up against time here. So I think what I'd like to do is take, take us through what are some of the next steps in pod number 92? Like, okay, once we've got this um, identification and when I say identification, it's not in cement, right? These are five or six values that we think we see are inherent that we are really committed to. We behave this way and and it's important to us. Um, what we're going to talk about next is in the next part is how do we really refine that? How do we, how do we give power to those ideas? And then how do we actually use them to start shaping the culture uh, that we need? So does that sound like a good plan? I love it because it takes a volunteer into a role of being a partner. A, A volunteer does the job you ask them to do. A partner does the job you ask them to do for the same reason that you're doing what you're doing. There's a, there's a shared value. There's a shared, we exist to 
you know, right. that, that we, man, I tell you what, that's that volunteers are tough to find partners are priceless people that yeah. really see it too. And, and uh, that's true. Jim, if I could just say one more thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we always start with the leader. Yeah. We never start this conversation with the congregation. We never yeah. start it with the volunteer force. No, we always start with the lead pastor. Yes. And then, then work that through with his staff. And we, we say this to them um, very early in that process. You are the culture right. of this church. Yes. It starts here. And, and if you guys don't get this, yes. uh, good luck right. with trying to get your church to get it. And so that's why we start there. So in the next pod, I'd like to kind of unpack more of this, this thought process. We have a saying for that that helps us remember it as I'll, I'll walk through the four away during something and I'll see a couple of staff members out there having a conversation. It's like, oh, no, no, that's people learn what's important by watching what important people do. Mm. And so we say one of our core values is we exist to worship with all of our heart. And you're standing out talking about your golf score. Like that would be a, that would contradict, but we have said our culture is people learn what's important by right. watching what, what important people do. So we, we stack chairs and we pick up trash because no one here is above serving. That's, mm -hmm. you know, we, when we're worshiping, we're all inside worshiping. When we're, when the word's being preached, we're in the front row, we got our notepads out. Why? Cause, cause people are learning what's important by watching what important people do. And, uh, and our lives have to say amen to that, to those values, or they're just contradictory. So, right. John, that's brilliant. I, I, I really look forward. Can you give us a little taste of what we're going to be doing in the next, in, in, in pod number 92? Uh, yeah, we're going to define and we're going to talk about how do I refine these values? Now, I've got yeah. five or six, seven of these ideas that I really think are, are true about us. Yeah. How do, I, how do I add clarity and power to those? Right. So that they mean something to me and to my team that further down the road, we push that down into the volunteer teams, into the yes. entire organization as a whole. So we're going to talk about that, how to refine those so they have some power, and then how to actually shape your culture using the values. Perfect. So that's what's coming up yeah. in 92. I think this is a good to great principle or one of those, but there's some of the flywheel principle. Remember that one where you, mm -hmm. it's, it's a huge, heavy flywheel. It takes all your effort to get it rolling, but, but once it gets rolling, you can actually take your hands off of it and it'll continue to spin yep. without you doing it. And I think that's, I think it's a Jim Collins uh, principle, it but I, it's a good one here. Culture will keep spinning even when you take your hands off it. Well, listeners and watchers, that was it. Episode 200, our most popular countdown of the most five most popular podcasts that we have ever done. And man, we look forward to some real winners in the future. John, why don't you just give us your thoughts? I, I know on the, maybe the last five on the last 200 or just this last one, why don't you give us sure. just, it, it calls for epic wisdom. So I'm going to be quiet now <laughs> and, no. you are, well, and you are going to speak. <laughs> yeah. No pressure, John, on that. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I hope that this short dive into shaping culture has inspired you. Um, you know, and you might be wondering, where do I get started? You know, how do I start this, this, this whole process of identifying values and shaping culture? You know what, here, here's a couple of questions to ask yourself, who in your organization would you like to have 10 more of? Yeah. And what is it about them that makes you want to clone them? Yeah. Why? What is, what is, and that will give you a clue 
several clues into what really matters to you behaviorally yeah and 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 and, and, and in in a value uh centric way um yeah. here's another great values development question what are we like and this is from our friend jenny catron uh, what are we like as an organization when we're at our best yeah and what behaviors repeatedly seem to bubble to the surface that when we're really doing our best work, this is evident, this is present. Um, and if you struggle with this, and a lot of leaders do, man, get outside help. Don't try to do this yeah. all by yourself. Yeah. Uh, reach out, get some help. And uh, I think it will help the process go maybe a little more smoothly for you. Yeah. And then, Jim, as I think about 200 episodes um i'm i'm grateful for your friendship mm -hmm. throughout all of it uh you are uh somebody that i can say whatever <clears throat> is on my mind whatever's in my heart whatever i'm struggling with yeah. um thanks for being my friend and my confidant for all of these years um i think about all of the leaders that we are privileged to have any kind of input into their life. Yeah. And, um, you know, we, uh, we wouldn't be here doing this, uh, without you, without our listeners and watchers, we just wouldn't be here. And we, we yeah. admire what you do for a living. Yes. We admire it. We know yeah. that it's gotten, it, it has become, uh, exponentially more difficult to lead. Yeah, the last three or four years, and yeah. your work has become more complex, um, and and we hope that the pods have really been a source of practical help, encouragement, inspiration to you. Feeling maybe help making you feel like you're not alone. Uh, yeah, in that, and uh, and so I'm just so grateful for all. Excuse me for all of those things, Jim. Um, yeah. and as I look forward to the future, it's going to be about the same stuff. I mean, not, we're going to have new yeah. material. We're going to interview new yeah. guests. We'll yep. bring back some of our old favorite guests. Yep. But we're here to try to help you deal with what you're facing in your personal yeah. life, yeah. but also in your professional life. So I hope that you feel that if you're listening or watching, you feel yeah. our heart toward you. Um, we don't use this podcast to sell stuff, and I'm not against podcasts that sell stuff. Please no. don't. No. We do this because we we care about leaders, and we hope yeah. that in some small way, this podcast has influenced you uh, and helped you become a better version of you and a better leader. Uh, a better husband, a better wife, a better dad, yeah. a better mom. Um, and uh, so, Jim, those are all the things that are on my right heart. I, I, I want to just say a shout, <laughs> give a shout out to our engineers who yeah. nobody knows, you know, really the work yeah. that they do. I want to thank Larry Clare, who handles all our video production, and Kaya Green, who handles the audio. Larry and Kaya, I know that you'll be listening yeah. to this. Yeah, And we want to let you know, both Jim and I want to let you know how much we appreciate you, uh, yeah. love yeah. you, and we're so grateful that you're part of the team here. We couldn't do it without you, so uh, we hope yeah. that you uh, 
know how much we appreciate and love you. Yeah. Well, let, let me just say this then in, in closing, John, and that is that of the top five episodes, it's interesting with multiple PhDs, world-class coaches, I think of the Josh Burlocks, the Jenny Cantrons, and the, you know people who've authored incredible books and teach incredible seminars, that the top five are all, they all came from you. So thank you oh. again for your wisdom. And, and I know you're I think a humble they man. Came so... from both of us, Jim. And I want to, well, let's be fair here. You know, well, that, the Johnny Carson show had Ed McMahon. Yeah, the Johnny Carson did have Ed McMahon. <laughs> and I think that's my role is not to be Johnny Carson, but to be Ed McMahon. So uh, I, I'll see you soon um, with Publishers Clearinghouse Sweepstakes uh, as Ed McMahon's uh, sidekick. But I, I just, I, I know I speak for the audience. Thanks. Thanks for having this in your heart. Thanks for all the hard work you put into it. Thanks for getting great guests, people who really have a, a heart to serve leaders. And um, next week, we start again, episode 201. We're going to make it the best, most listened to, most watched episode ever because, you know, we start over again and we care deeply, maybe more so now even than we did 200 episodes ago. So God bless you, our dear watcher and listener, I'll say for the 200th time. We, um, we love you. We believe in you. It's Tuesday. You haven't quit and you're not going to quit. You're going to finish and you're going to finish well. So we pray for you. We care for you. We love you. We're proud of you. Go out there and do it again. Lead from alignment.